Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? What's happening? Hey. Hey. Yeah, we're one down. One down. One okay. <laughs> Old Jelly Bean's not here. We miss you, Dan. Yeah, so hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, my home skillet, my hey, homie. Hey, hey, hey. Girl, I gave you three different I home know, names I, right there. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> miss Mona. And um, so, hey, today, turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Um, we're going to continue on in our series of Who Am I in Christ? You heard the paper rattling? Because I've written them down. And <laughs> He's so, actually prepared. It's yeah. kind of odd. So we have done um, that we are a new creation. Yep. We have done that we are forgiven. Yep. And today we are doing that we are loved and chosen. There you go. And I may offend almost half of you. <laughs> Depends on how you're, you read certain aspects of that. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to. It's just that I believe the Bible clearly shows something, and Mona agrees with me. There you go. And if you don't, then, well, I love you, but you're wrong. <laughs> anyway. It's a wonder we've had 5,000 downloads. <laughs> I'm just saying. They love me. They do. Anyway, they, do. they got to to keep listening. They do, Yeah. So, hey, today, since we're missing Jelly Bean, mm. um, you're going to read and then I'll pray because okay. I'm afraid I'm going to start laughing. <laughs> I don't know why that happens. I don't know. Um, so, why don't you read? Um, you know what? Let's just be wild and crazy today. Oh, Read the whole chapter. The whole chapter? Yeah. All right. It's only 10 verses. It's true. <laughs> but, you know. All right. Hmm. You okay? Yeah, I just was, <laughs> I just noticed a note that I have in my Bible. I don't know what what is. I'd have to think about where that's from. Okay, I'm sure me teaching. It is, but all right. First, first Thessalonians. <laughs> Easy for hey, you to say. I did just finish my last day of subbing at in first grade, so and I didn't get a nap. So there you go. <laughs> um, first Thessalonians one. Paul's now. See, I'm not going to say that name right. Sylvanus. Thank you. And Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. And not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, 
Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Hey, let's pray. Father, what an amazing God you are. And Lord, we want to thank you that you loved us and that you did choose us. And that, Father, we are your children and that we can be called the children of God if we come to believe in you and trust in you, Lord. Uh, you're the amazing one and you're the one true God. Um, you're not a fairy tale. You're not a fable. Uh, you're not one God among many. Uh, you're the one true God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who we bow in front of. And God, we ask you to move and ask you to use this time that we have, and may it glorify you in every way. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, so let's just jump in here. Um, I, I want to do a little bit of background here. You know, Paul, what does it mean to you when somebody's praying? When somebody says, hey, I've been praying for you. Um, well, I mean, I would think, say, first of all, it just means shows that they care, mm -hmm. that they're connected to you in a way that um, that they care enough to take the time to do that. Um, but then also that they're um, connected spiritually in a way that um, would cause them to pray for them. That's awesome. You know, hey, Paul says, he, well, I am always giving thanks. I, and I, you know, we just, we're getting out of revival. Shout out mm -hmm. to my main man, Dr. Kent Spann. Yes. And, um, and he talked about, he went through the book of Philippians, talked about joy, connecting that with Thanksgiving. I am here. I'm really beginning to think we read about it in Colossians chapter two, mm -hmm. um, I think verse seven, talks about abounding in Thanksgiving. That's um, lacking in so many people today. Yeah. And I, I don't know why. Right. I know I know life's hard. I know um, it can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, you look around us, inflation's going crazy, um, COVID still, right. um, you name it. Um, and life's hard. But in the midst of it, we still got God. Right. There was something, and I wish I could remember what it was so I could give proper credit, but read something on Facebook or Instagram that said we're so busy looking for extraordinary things from God that we miss God in the ordinary things. Absolutely. You know, and we miss him in the fact that, um, you know, the in the sunrise and the trees that are blooming and the birds that are singing and because we're, we want, we, we're looking for something extraordinary. Right. So. So, and Paul just says, I'm mentioning you always in my prayers. And that, I just want to encourage you out there. That's a good habit to have mm. to, so often our prayers, and I know I can get like this, can be very self-centered yeah. and selfish. Yeah. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, do this for me. God, do this for me. God, if you'll just do this for me, then I'll do this for you. It's a sort of a contractual relationship. When God says, I don't want a contractual relationship, I want a covenantal relationship yeah. with you yeah. that he established, right. by the way, not us. Right. Um, and so he says that, and he's remembering, and then he remembers who they are and, and what they've done. And then he just makes this statement. So he, he says, for we know brothers— Mm. Um, King James calls that brethren and it's really a, a connection of that these are believers he's writing to right. his is a church of believers and to be read in front of these believers and he, so he's calling them brothers sometimes we get the big head and we begin to think well I'm better than this person and I'm better than that person because I do more or I give more I mean if there was somebody that could have got sort of the big head it would have been Paul I mean right. this is Paul we're talking right. about right. but Paul struggle with stuff just like we do. Mm -hmm. 
Didn't Ken say that that word brothers is, um, means something along the lines of coming from the same womb? Come, yes, 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 and he did. So, right, and so obviously not physical, but spiritual. Yeah. And so, you know, that... Oh, man, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, just to think about that, because, because through many of the, of the letters, with Paul's letters and in um, First John, and, you know, he they call each other, they call them the ones they're writing the letter to, the... Um, my brothers, our brethren, um, and so to think about that, we we skip over that word. Oh yeah, and we don't think about what that is saying about the relationship. But if when he said that um, the other night, and I just thought, you know, that just really hit me about that relationship that we have with each other, and how we are related in that way with each other. Um, yeah, I mean, we call each other brothers, and I mean, I call you know sister, mm-hmm, brother. Right. I you know just took it for granted. But I was the same way when he said that. I'm like. You know, it does have a deeper meaning right, when right. I'm talking about my brother in Christ. Right. And I love, and I do love how he said it. He says, obviously, we didn't come from the same physical womb, but we came from the same spiritual womb. Right. We are born by the into it by by the spirit and by water. Mm-hmm. Water is a natural birth. Spirit is a supernatural birth. Right. And so that's what he's getting after here. So we're we're brothers. And then he goes this. He says, loved by God. Mm-hmm. Now it, it's the root is agape in this, but it's agapeo, mm-hmm. which is a more informal it doesn't go to the place of agape love when you just use that term mm. but it has the same root so it's, it's sort of in a sense the same thing right it's this love that that flows from god um just because he's god right now you've heard me say many times in my prayers god just be god yes well god just being god is a god of love right now he's a god of justice he's a god but he's a god of love right and it's it's not uh uh, um, accident that when we're talking about the um, gifts on my mind is going 800 miles an hour when it talks about the fruit of the spirit that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> that the first gift in that is love right you know so uh, God is love First John 4 you have everything the latest is faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love mm-hmm. right and then he, then he says loved by God what do you think about when you think about that statement, loved by God? I am loved. Make it personal. Right. I am loved by God. Well, I mean, we think about those people in our life who love us and the extent to which they love us, and some are more than others, um, and some are, you know, you, the relationship is deeper. But then you think that God supersedes all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't even touch what it means to be loved by God. And that even, um, we talk about a, a lot too, that he knows every part of us and he still loves us. Mm-hmm. And he knows um, everything that we have done and will do and he still loves us. And so that love um, and that agape love is that unconditional love. But isn't there a sense too of um, a benevolence love that, um, if I'm remembering this correctly, that he loves us whether we feel like we want his love or need his love. So mm-hmm. if we've never said, yes, we want we, you know, to Jesus' gift of salvation, we, then we're turning our backs on God's love, but he still loves us. Oh, yeah, he's still there. Right, right. And let me give you, and this is a point that, that and we're going to deal with this chosen part, but in first and second Peter, as he's talking about these false teachers, listen to what he says. Um, 
but false prophets also arose among the people, just there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even desire, even denying the master who bought them. Mm. Well, that's clearly talking about Jesus and that he bought and purchased the salvation of all people. Now, right. not all will accept it. That's right. But does that mean that it was not paid for? No, it was paid. You just didn't take it. Right. Yeah. And so, and if you say, well, God loves this person and not that person, how? Right. Is that really, okay, so is that really a just God? How is that, and, and I really want, if somebody wants to, have you gotten any emails? No email. Oh, man. Well, no, just junk. <laughs> if God would just set up in heaven and just create people to go to hell, is that just? Right. I mean, to me, I, I would struggle with that. Yeah, right, absolutely, yeah. Now. Does that make sense? It makes no sense. Mm-mm. Um. So God loves you, whether you accept that love or not. Right. You know, it, it's like the child who's in rebellion. You love them. Right. Even though they're out re- in rebellion and they may not um, obey you, they may not treat you back with respect. That's just the way it is. That doesn't change the fact of right. it, that you still love them. Right. And so, and because there's nothing special about you. Now, I know that's going to shock some of you people. <laughs> Your mama's. Dads have told you how special you are, how wonderful. <laughs> All right, you're a sinner. <laughs> I mean, you just are. Right. You're, you're going to go to hell unless you come to Jesus. Right. It doesn't matter how pretty you are. You're voted uh, the prom queen or you're this or you're that. A little Miss Prom King Queen going to go to hell if they don't come by way of Jesus. That's right. So there's there's nothing about us right. that draws him. Right. Nothing whatsoever. Right. Absolutely. Um, right, because it's it's um I mean it's all it's all God. It's all it was planned when you, you know how many verses does it times does it say that it was planned before the ages began? Yeah. So it it, it was a plan that God set in motion. It was um his love that that caused him to do that. Um, and it wasn't anything that we have done. And he even talks about his nation, Israel, and says it was not because you were the most, all of the most numerous people that were you turned to. It's not because of um, that you were so great that I chose you, but it was because I loved you. I mean, let me just is read that, it to you. Is that where you turned? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Deuteronomy 7, 7 and 8. So scary. <laughs> I know what. <laughs> It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love. I love that, that he set his love on you. Yes. The, the yes. word set there, it has a connotation. I know it does, of fixed mm-hmm. that, that cannot be moved. His love cannot be moved. That's his right. love, the only way that you can ever, and I, I, I would guess, I'm using the human terminology here. So as Paul wrote, bear with me if I am being foolish in this. The only time he would not love you is when you don't choose him and you die. Right. And then you end up in a place called hell right. where you've not loved him your whole life. But to an extent, though, I say that. But then at the same time, like he still loved so, that person right. his yeah. whole life. Right. And he and in his love, he allowed them to choose what they chose. Right. I mean, just reading that, that's just crazy that he set his love on us. Mm-hmm. Let me just take a second here, too. He didn't set his love on an animal. Right. He did not set his love on angels. Right. I was going to say that. He did not set his love on this earth as as a a thing. Mm-hmm. 
He, he did not set his love on the stars. Right. Nor did he set his love on space. Right. He set his love on man. Right. He set it on Israel in the Old Testament. But he loved all he told. Even, right. Even the Gentiles, all they had to do was come the way of the Jewish way at that right. point, which was the way right. to God. Right. So he set his love. That is just, that got me there. He set his love that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. We're going to deal with that. For you are the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And is keeping you. That's right. He said his love. Man, that just, not because you were the most. And by, so let me just tell you this here. It's not because you got the most money in the church. Not because you um, are the prettiest or the most handsomest or the whatever. It's just because you're a human and you're a sinner in need of a Savior that he loves you. That's right. And that's why he loves you. Right. And by the way, just to be a word nerd. <laughs> The word God, loved by God, mm-hmm. is in the perfect passive. Perfect means it's completed. Uh-huh. Nothing else is done to right. it. Passive means we ain't have nothing to do with it. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yep. It was all God. Yep. Amen to that. Yep. So it's not my, it's not like, well, Hank, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> no. Right, anything else about that before mm-hmm. we dive into this next yeah. subject? Dive in. Chosen that he has chosen you. So what does it mean? Now, I know what it means. If I say I choose Mona to be on my team, we're about to go play uh, Pinochle. I was going to say basketball, but then <laughs> I'm sorry, Mona would not have been chosen. She's however tall you are. Not very. Not very. So we're going to get ready to go do this. All right, let's just say Bible drill. So I know you're really good at your Bible, so boom, I choose you. Mm-hmm. That's not how the Lord did it. No. Have you ever thought about that? That's not why he did it. I mean, it goes back to why he loved us. Right, right. It's in the same vein. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Connected. Come on with that connected. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> so th- there is a thought out there, and I, I'm not afraid to share it. There's a thought that says God chose some people for heaven and God chose them. We sort of hit on that a minute ago. That for hell, because of verses like this, that he chose. Now, and I'm also not a person that's going to run from election. Mm. There is election in the Bible. There are God's elect people. Mm-hmm. But it's not because he's just out there in however his trinity said, well, you're going to heaven. You're going to hell. Heaven, 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 heaven. Right. Hell, 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 hell. Heaven, heaven, hell, heaven, hell. I, I mean, does that even seem like something God would do? Does not make any sense? None. No. So I would want that same person to, and I've never had anybody, and I've talked about, number one, I talked about that Second Peter chapter mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. verse 1, whose master who bought them. Right. The word bought there means literally paid the debt. Uh-huh. So if he's paid your debt, right. how is that saying you're going to go to hell? Right, right. Peter, this is First Peter chapter 1, um, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are the who are elect, there it is, who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to mm-hmm. means based on. Yep. In relation to, these are all biblical definitions of this. Right, right. From is actually one. From the foreknowledge of God. Run with that. <laughs> Talk about the foreknowledge here. What does it mean? 
Well, the foreknowledge means that he knew beforehand what was what he, I mean, he knew beforehand and knows beforehand um, what will happen. And so, um, so he offers, he chose to love us. He, we are chosen because he chose to love us. He chose to um, lavish his love on us. We talked about that before. Um, he chose and said, you know, I'm going to create these people. They, I'm going to be in relationship with them. This is the covenant I want to have with them. Um, I'm going to lavish my love on them. Um, but he already knew what we would do. So he knew Mona Selden yep. would say yes to the gospel. Right. And so you were elect before you were ever born. Right. He knew your husband, Tyler, Nathaniel. Right. Your daughter, whose name I'm drawing Bridget. up, Bridget. <laughs> I knew that. I knew it started with a B. Bridget, hey, my, my family, and but so it was this elect that he knew that there would come the day when we would say yes right. to the gospel, right. to the gospel college. Mm-hmm. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> and so then, once <sighs> Jeremiah chapter one. If you've never heard this before, listen to this. He knew, and as a result, I, I can go everywhere with this. Uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Yep. Word knew there means intimate knowledge yes, of. right. And so if I, he already knew us, and he, he tells um, Jeremiah, uh, before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Because he knows that the decisions we're going to make. No, no. <laughs> I did not say that God makes the decision of what's going to happen. I do not preach predestination. Right. But God even knows that. Right. <laughs> right. You know, some of you are going, well, how? He's God. Right. Why can we not grasp that truth? Right. This concept that he is above all natural ability to think, act, or do. The laws of nature do not affect him. He is outside of all of that. That's why he is supernatural. Right. So, you know, the Apostle Paul. What does he tell Paul? What about Paul? We go to Acts chapter 9, and he talks to Ananias about him, yep. and he says this. Um, Ananias, he's a, now how you like this? Paul, who was Saul at the time, Saul of Tarsus, going around killing folk that were Christians. I mean, beating the snot out of them and throwing them in jail and killing them. And then the Lord comes to Ananias and says, hey, I want you to go um, baptize and anoint Saul. Excuse me, what? <laughs> And Ananias says, uh, don't you know what he's done? Yeah. Lord, I've heard how much evil he has done. What, what what do we got going on here? Lord, I know you're perfect. Right. Are you sure about this? <laughs> Listen to this. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Go, for he is my chosen instrument. Yes, right. Right. And so, I mean, you can just take that right there and run with that and think about how um, God chose him bef- before he was born, before the ages began, um, knowing full well that he would be the persecutor of Christians that he yeah. was, knowing full well that he would... Um, study under Gamaliel and be this Pharisee and be um, all that he was, all the things that he had credit to his name. 
and be a persecutor of the church, and yet God still had a purpose and a plan for him in that moment, right? And 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 but established long ago, yeah. not just um, oh, I think I'll use Saul. Oh, hey, oh, hey it's t- I think I need somebody like Saul. No, he planned it long ago, and so then in the at the correct moment in time, then um, is when he actually call, called him to where he knew it. I just, I, I want people to understand this truth, man. Elect according to, I want to go back to, mm-hmm. from, on behalf of, because of, <laughs> you know, according to his foreknowledge. Knowledge is knowledge before, known beforehand. That's right. really what foreknowledge is. Mm-hmm. It's already known. He, he knew Hank Meadows. I, I love this song. Uh, it's it's an old um, Southern gospel song. When he was on the cross, I was on his man on his mind. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, think about that. Right. I know some people are going. He was in torment. How? He was oh, God. Oh my goodness! <laughs> people just at times. Well, we talked about that phrase according to it last week in Ephesians. Yeah. Because it's repeated over and over and over again, and so um, in. And what does it say in Ephesians that it, that, and I was just listening to this other, yesterday, but according to the purpose of his will, according to the riches of his grace, according to the purpose of him um, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And so that's what God is all about. Yeah. And all what the, what he set in motion from before time began was according to his plan, according to his purpose, according to his will yeah. uh, for his glory. You let scripture interpret scripture. Yeah, we do that. Yes. <laughs> but you go up before what said, he says in verse four, even as he chose us in him. So that right. sets the standard. Yes, yes. There's the standard. Yes. D- is this person going to be in me? Right. Are they going to accept me and and them being me and me being them? Mm-hmm. John 15, yep. the abiding. Right. Before the foundation of the Lord. Friends, uh, that, oh, man, I, uh, we got like four minutes left. <laughs> we live now in the age of grace, in the church age, and, and I, I can't go to it right now. But it says when, when the age of grace is completed, the time of the Gentiles is completed. Yes. I, I, I'm a pre-tribulational, pre-millennial believer. At some point, the last Gentile... Now, there's only two groups of people in the world, really, Jews and Gentiles, right. in that sense. There's also just two groups, saved and unsaved. Right. All the other mess is what we've created. Right. And it's, and it's uh, all right, here's my best Greek biblical word for it, <laughs> stupid, that we do other things. You're either saved or you're not saved. You're either Jew or Gentile. I really would more lean to the saved versus unsaved. There's going to be a day when the last person is saved that's going to be saved. And bam, the rapture will occur. Right. Because the time of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. And the number of Gentiles right. will be fulfilled for the rapture to occur. And it's just... Not not because... <laughs> so we need to circle back, though. Not because God said it's going to be this one and this one and this one and this one, but because he knows, he in his foreknowledge, he knows it's going to be this one and this one and this preach, one. Preach, sister, preach. Well, I just want to make sure that we're circling. Yeah, no. Going full, full, 
full circle and getting Yeah, we're not up. saying he had a number in his mind. Right. He just knows. Right. Right. He knows, dear one, mm-hmm. the decisions you're going to make in his foreknowledge. That makes him God. Quit right. putting him in a box. Right. I have no clue what I'm going to be doing. Well, I do know what I'm going to be doing in a few minutes. I'm going to be mowing grass. <laughs> but uh, something between now and then could happen. Right. God knows it. Right. That's why I've told you before. There are some days when I'm in here and I'm having my quiet time and I'm just doing my reading to prepare the day. There are literally some days when God says, just stay a little longer. Mm. I feel the pull of the Lord. Just stay a little longer. And it never fails. Those days, something happens mm. that I need it to be mm. a little longer. Right. Read a little more. Live a little more. So here's what I want you to know that you are in Christ. And I hope we've done, I believe we've done a very good job. Mm-hmm. Number one, you're loved. Yes. No one could ever say in this life, I'm not loved by anybody. Right. That's absolutely not true. Right. You're loved by the creator of the universe. Right. The one who knows the stars and calls them by name. Yes. Loves you. Yep. Cherishes you. Yep. Died for you. Yes. And rose again. Defeating death, hell, and the grave for you. Because he chose you. Right. And he wants you. Right. To be his child. But now the only way to be his child, according to scripture, (laughs) and to all that received him, he gave the right to be called the sons of God. Right. John 1, 12. Because... Oh, we got got a minute. Okay. We got a solid uh, minute, yo. Because there is... um, I mean, we want to make sure that people are not mis misguided um, that's not the right word but not everybody is a child of God no oh good gravy no. I mean there's people who believe that just because you've been born on this earth that you're a child of God and that's not right you become a child of God when you become saved and that's the only way that you're a child of how God. do we become a child you have to be born. born right well to be a child of God you, you have, have to, to be born right right Spirit people, and water. Right. There are people who don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody. Not even Jesus right. just came. Right. Just showed up. There he is. Post office man dropped him <laughs> off. Even he was born of a woman. Right. In the fullness of time, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was born yes. of a woman under the law. Right. Yep. No, don't, don't. No, 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 no. You got to be born. Right. Born again. Right. Um, is it old saying you can be born once and die Twice, yeah, or born twice and die once. Mm-hmm. You can't, that doesn't even make sense. How can I be a, all right, I'm the child of Mike and Ruth Meadows. Right. But how can I be a child of God? Oh, just because you were born on the earth and you were born, you, you, they took you to a Baptist church. <laughs> no, dear one. Right. No. Right. The only way to do that is to be born again. Mm-hmm. Then that's my prayer that you'll be born again. Man, I, I'd love to have a conversation with you. So, hey, we're loved and chosen, but chosen because he knew in the foreknowledge right. that who would be his children. Right. Anything else? No. Pray for us. All right. God, we thank you. We thank you for that love that you have lavished on us. We thank you that you have chosen us. We thank you that all of this um, started before time began, and our little finite minds have a hard time understanding but i pray that um we would trust in you and who you are and what you have done and lord for those who um do not know you and who are not have not been born into your family and as a child of god that they would come to you and that this would be the day of salvation and but we just we thank you 
and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. My name is Hank Meadows. I'm pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And um, God bless you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.